The franchise record winning start to the season is done. The Bucks have lost a game of basketball. They go down to the Hawks in a game that was uh, pretty painful to watch in the second half. We're going to break it all down on this podcast. The offensive struggles, the turnovers, Giannis uh, and his performance in this game, and what happened to the shooting after a pretty enjoyable first quarter. Uh, we haven't had much practice with post-game podcasts after a loss. Uh, let's see if we're still got it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN alongside me, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. And uh, as always, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch of every day, uh, whether it's the audio platform or on YouTube. We really appreciate it. We hope you'll subscribe. We hope you'll comment on YouTube. Give us your thoughts after this loss. How are you handling the first loss of? the season and uh, today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. A bit more on that later. Uh, Frank, the Bucks have lost. Uh, look, uh, I hope no one blames us. We did mention 82-0 and and uh, perhaps there's some people out there that were thinking 82-0 and was possible, but uh, we suspected it wasn't going to be the case. Uh, this game started off okay, hitting a bunch of threes, eight threes in the first quarter. But really, after that point, uh, it became a grind. It became a slog. The turnovers took over, uh, and this actually became pretty ugly. Yeah, I mean, you're giving a boost right out of the gate when you hear Trey Young isn't playing due to his mm. shin injury. Um, and then, of course, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, eh, does this mean this is a trap game now? You know, yeah. Um, and uh, as you said, I mean, they go out 21 to eight, hit a bunch of threes, um, leading by double digits late in the first quarter. I think they had eight threes before the Hawks hit one. But always be wary of, you know, these early road, especially around the road, always be wary of these early leads where it's, you know, because you're just hitting a bunch of threes and the other team can't buy a three because, hmm. you know, again, it's the whole mean regression thing. Um, can you actually maintain that over the course of a game or are things going to even out? Uh, by the end of it. And that's exactly what happened in this game. Hawks ended up shooting slightly better from three. I think, what, were they 11 to 29, I think, or something like that? Um, yep. So, I mean, they didn't set the world on fire from three or anything like that, but Bucks just could not buy three in that third quarter. And it just felt like in the third third quarter, um, friend of the pod, Ryan, aka Archon14 on Twitter, was messing with him. And he just said, Bucks had big third game in four nights energy and Giannis had two days off. He didn't have any excuse, but he kind of had the same thing. It felt like going against Onyeka Kongwu and, you know, just looking at the box score, it's not like the Hawks like lit it up or anything like that. Right. I mean, the teams had basically were even in terms of foul from free throw attempts, but the Hawks took 12 more shots. They made 10 more. And if you want to know why they had 12 more shots, because they had six fewer turnovers and six more offensive rebounds. That's, that's your accounting basically. 
gave them a bunch of extra opportunities, which is ironic, of course, because the Bucks used sort of like the similar a similar math to beat them in the in the playoffs two years ago, using their size, getting out in transition, um, getting on the offensive glass, creating second opportunities. We talked about that over the you know here yesterday about those second opportunities and how they're able, how they've been able to use those to their advantage this season. But today, the advantage on the glass was uh, Atlanta's and nothing more emblematic than Okongwu jumping over Giannis basically twice mm-hmm. in the second half for putbacks. That kind of felt like the summation of the night. Giannis just sort of looking a bit lackadaisical in the second half, never really kind of got on track. And uh, again, Atlanta has the bodies to kind of make him have to work and, you know, pretty by his standards, inefficient nine of 20 for 25 points. And, uh, you know, again, I was looking at the numbers, you know, he's, he's shooting more at the rim than he has really in years almost half of his shots coming into this game were coming at the rim. He was at 40% last year, but his mid-range and basically everything outside of the paint has been down this year. He's shooting 33% from floater range, from 10 to 16, and from 16 to to three-point range. He was at 42%, 42%, 43% from those areas last season. So again, the the, the jump shot is not there right now. Three-point shot, he only took one today. Atlanta was generally kind of up on him, so they weren't really daring him to shoot those, but he missed that as well. So the Giannis kind of jump shot not there right now and obviously we've talked about Okongwu and to a lesser extent Capella but certainly Capella as well can make Giannis's life kind of hard around the basket but again I think really the story of this game though was you know last game for the Bucks, all those role players making shots didn't need Giannis to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder uh tonight you saw a bit of the reverse of that the bench for the for the Hawks was awesome AJ Griffin the rookie hit a bunch of shots Okongwu obviously you know had some kind of energy plays 10 points on, I think 10 shots. So it's not like he was, you know, some, some beacon of efficiency or something, but, um, but between him, Justin holiday hit some shots, especially basically some kill shots in the fourth quarter when, when they ended up hitting some threes. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I expected to see more of these types of games where the bucks, you know, kind of things don't really go their way. And, you know, again, just sort of veteran teams kind of says, all right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mail it in, move on to the next one. Um, this, in this case, it took us nine games until you had one of those. So, uh, that's not so bad, but now you've got two more games on the road this week. Thankfully you get a day off between each of them, but you know, if you lose one more game this week, you're going to feel pretty down about this road trip. And again, you know, win one out of three, you're still going to be 10 and two. That's a good place to be. We all would have happily taken that coming into the season, but you know, you can think you can be a bit greedy. You've got the thunder and spurs coming up the rest of this week. Uh, the Thunder obviously are frisky. The Spurs have been very frisky and can't really be taken for granted. So uh, you're going to have to go out and play. You know, you, those teams are not going to roll over for you. But uh, obviously losing this game to start the road trip, especially against an Atlanta team without Trey Young, uh, definitely an opportunity lost. Uh, but 82 games, it's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, I did mention on yesterday's podcast that uh, there has been times and a few times, a couple of times in Atlanta where the Bucks. Uh, have struggled a little bit and lost a, a few games. No Bogdanovich as well, who hasn't been playing, but uh, he's a, he's another decent player. If we're going to talk about the guys that weren't playing for the Bucks, you should acknowledge that. Uh, Trey Young, the sunglasses, I don't really understand. I'll never understand it. Uh, but uh, hey, he was rolling with that look. Uh, I think, did they say something about like he has like an eye injury and maybe that's why he was wearing sunglasses? Because I would certainly say I, I am wholeheartedly in the camp of like people wearing sunglasses indoors should just be mocked. Um, so I, I don't know if I, I want to give Trey Young the benefit of the doubt because he obviously was trying to look cool with the sunglasses he was wearing. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. There may have been 
technically, technically maybe a medical reason. I don't know if he got hit in the eye or something a few games back, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm defending Trey Young today, Whoa. but uh, I, I want to at least make that note because if I think I think uh, Lisa Byington said it on the Bucks broadcast. Well, eye injuries are no joke. So that's a it's a very good point uh, that you make there. You know, I just had the Hawks broadcast on again because I was delayed to start this game, and I just cannot figure out how to skip through the game on my League Pass on my Apple TV this year. Something's changed, and you're just stuck with whatever broadcast you're stuck with until you come on until you get to live, and then I'll go back to the Bucks broadcast. But anyway, you don't get start- that. You can't don't have the little thing to do streams, the different streams. Yeah, but it doesn't like it only lets you skip on whatever the the it starts on, which for some reason so it's it's normally the road anyway. It's just I don't know international league pass, great service, but I'm having some real issues. So I had to listen to the Hawks to start with. Vince Carter is pretty cool, obviously, uh, but anyway, the Hawks. Did they get rid? Of, did they get rid of Dominique? No, they got they're running a uh, three man weave. Uh, I never liked Dominique. I just thought he was sort of like arrogant, like an arrogant homer. I know other people like Dominique, but I always thought he was kind of annoying. But anyway, I'm sure Vince is pretty good. Well, the, the announcer said that Drew Holiday had never lost a game against his brothers. Maybe it was six and in the same lineup. Unbelievable stuff. So uh, tough night for him. He's uh, lost bragging rights for uh, at least tonight. But it was also a tough day for me today because we recorded a podcast for the NBL over here at the uh, ESPN offices uh, in Melbourne. And I had to walk home. It's stinking hot today. And I was sweating like an absolute maniac. And I was thinking about sweat block because I was thinking, uh, you know, people might be looking at me and they might be saying, this guy is a sweaty mess right now. Uh, and uh, he could use some sweat block, which is a sponsor of Locked On Bucks. So uh, that's what we uh, really appreciate it. But uh, basically, uh, what you do with sweat block is you just you chuck it on <laughs> and it wipes away. Is that part of the ad copy? Chuck it on? You chuck it on. This is an Australian version. And these sweat block wipes, I got to tell you, they're your little secret to confidence because I was lacking confidence walking home as a sweaty mess. But sweat block wipes work up to seven days. It's hard to believe. You apply them on a Sunday and you'll be staying dry all week long and we're entering summer over here. But I will say also in Wisconsin because I I sweated a lot in, in Milwaukee because the problem with winter in Milwaukee is that you're freezing cold all the time. But then any time you go inside, it's boiling hot. So I'm telling you, sweat block, it's, it's, uh, it can be used 12 months of the year. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, uh, try sweat block. Save 20% off with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Uh, it's also available on Amazon. Man. Hey, question. I, I meant to ask you this yesterday because you're in New Zealand. Um, Go for it. Is so you've obviously spent enough time in Wisconsin. You you you've been to Canada following the Bucks when you were here. I think you're probably generally aware of of how Americans sort of perceive Canada. Is is New Zealand like the Canada of Australia? Like kind of like the kind of little brother, unoffensive, but you still have mm. rivalries and sports and stuff. I mean, you know, there's like obviously sports rivalries with between the, the New Zealanders and, and, the, and the Australians. But what, what's, what's the dynamic like? Is there, is there bad blood? Are they kind of like, oh, you can't hate the Kiwis? What, what's, what's the uh, sort of uh, Aussie New Zealand kind of dynamic like? Well, Stephen Adams uh, once described it to me. So I'll, I'll take the words from the great, <laughs> from the great philosopher, Stephen Adams. So uh, he was playing for Oklahoma City at the time. I was obviously still living in Milwaukee. And I came into the locker room. I started talking to him and he's like, hey, you're an Australian, bro. 
And I said, yeah, mate. And then uh, we, we went back and forth and I said, can I talk to you after the game? And he said, yeah, of course. And then one of the reporters said uh, that we shouldn't be talking to each other because we should have some rivalry. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, if we're both in America, this man's my brother. He's like, but if I run into him in New Zealand, I think he's a dickhead. And, you know, and I think that that's appropriate. I was even, you know, taking the piss out of the Kiwis to their face in New Zealand. Risky business, but you got to do it. It's a healthy rivalry, but uh, lovely people overall, I will say. Very nice people. So uh, perhaps in that uh, regard, there's a bit of similarity with uh, with with Canada. They're, sp- they're supposed to be nice people, aren't they? But the Kiwis, yeah, very lovely people, very polite. They were very accommodating. Uh, all in all, it was, uh, it was a great trip. And shout out to Stephen Adams, one of the... Uh, I think one of the more entertaining interviews in the entire NBA. So De- definitely, um, I would put him at or near the top of my, you know, NBA players that you'd want to spend, you know, an afternoon yeah. with, just kind of hanging out. Um, yeah. And I- I've never been to Australia or New Zealand, but um, basically, my entire like perception of of New Zealand is framed by my enjoyment of the HBO show Flight of the Concords. Hmm. um and uh there's some there's some funny uh have you have you seen have you seen it you familiar with the show um i enjoyed you know eventually get into some of the uh the australian embassy versus the new zealand embassy the consulates and uh some of the kind of big brother little brother stuff there at one point brett mckenzie dates an australian girl and you know she's like really rough about rough around the edges and he's kind of nice and and uh well, actually, no. Is it Brett? No, I think it's actually Jermaine Dates in Australia. But anyway, great show, super rewatchable show. If you ever need a random comedy, Flight of the Concords on HBO, highly recommended. Um, all right. Well, that I I just didn't want to talk about that basketball game, so that's why I was happy to kind of divert us from from that conversation. Well, back to the basketball though. Uh, you referenced uh, a few. You referenced uh, a few of the numbers and. One that stands out to me, points off turnovers, 22 to 5. So when things got really ragged in the third quarter, it got really, really ragged. And, you know, we discussed the offense yesterday, and depending on what site you're looking at, they might be just in the top half of the league. They might be just I think they're back the down below. They're the going to be back down below in the second half. That's why I had to call it out yesterday because I had to enjoy that moment when the Bucks' offense had crept back into the top half because I think now they're going to be bounced back into the bottom half. <laughs> Yeah, and and this has been, you know, a theme, and we've spoken about the different guys that have stepped up. But uh, you already referenced it. Even if I look at the box score tonight, uh, yeah, you mentioned Giannis not, you know, at his peak efficiency, but that's fine. He, he still got twenty five points. Yeah, Holiday was seven for fourteen shooting. Lopez was three for seven from three. So even if you just look at the three pointers, uh, Allen Holiday. And Lopez, as I do quick math here, five, eight for eight for twenty. You know, like it, it wasn't a horrific shooting night, but it was the fact that they couldn't control the ball. And we rarely see this with the Bucks. You mentioned the one rebound uh, with Okongwu, who I think we've given credit before. He does a you know pretty pretty good job defending Giannis. But this was the first time this season because they've won games on the back of their defense. This was definitely the first time this season where it looked like the other team was just playing harder than the Bucs, which is not something yeah. we've seen a lot. But do you look at anything in this game, again, acknowledging that Chris Milton's not there, but he's just one man, he's just one human being. Is there any bigger concerns about the offense of this team moving forward? Again, keep in mind that they're 9-1, and one, but we look at this team, can they win the title? 
I mean, I, I, I think we saw enough in that Celtic series and we even <laughs> saw stretches in the previous year when the Bucks won a championship. I mean, they still had like that Brooklyn series, right? Just think to some of the kind of frustrations that they had in the half court offense, even with, you know, their, their big three healthy. So I, I don't think that they're above, you know, reproach that they're above having stretches where, where they can be frustrating. You know, I think uh, you look at the guys they have, obviously on the one hand, you have Giannis, who's, you know, nobody manufactures rim points as well as he does. Perhaps, perhaps yeah. two dependent you know, for a change. He's actually too dependent on on rim rim attempts this year, uh, with his jumper really not not having found a rhythm yet. Uh, but you know, Drew's rim stuff is generally down, and Chris his rims his rim shots were were down um, last year pretty significantly. His free throws actually went up. Um, but uh, you know, I I think there's maybe a little bit something there just in terms of offensive generation drew and chris both obviously guys that are kind of finesse guys that are you know gonna have to beat you with jump shots and i i, I don't know i mean we'll see i i think that there are, they bring in joe ingles is to kind of help patch over some of the half court you know lack of creation shooting passing etc so we'll see you know the fact that they're not you know great without chris middleton seems very reasonable if you can be average without chris middleton surviving your defense and then you know hopefully become more of an elite offensive team when chris comes back and you know obviously hopefully joe can come back and be part of the those the answer there as well then i think that's probably all fine and good but um you know certainly you just think about some of the guys that they're having to play a lot of minutes i mean you know javon carter not a creator scorer george hill not a creator scorer uh grayson very good shooter but you know, not a creator per se. Um, and obviously Wes Matthews, who, as we said yesterday's show, they haven't had to rely on Wes for a ton of minutes, which I think is a plus sort of saving him a little bit. Um, he's obviously much more at home playing with the big three because then his his lack of, you know, kind of ball handling and creation doesn't really matter a whole lot. But um, but yeah, so I think there, there's something, you know, they're definitely not a juggernaut offensively, um, at least in terms of consistent half-court offense. And I think tonight... Actually, I was surprised the cleaning the glass transition numbers actually were pretty ugly for both teams. But the Bucks, I think, were in the one, the first percentile for transition tonight. Like, literally got nothing going in transition. Part of that because the Hawks weren't turning it over. Um, but they also just, you know, weren't able to get out and run at all um, on the Hawks. And obviously, that's part of what, you know, you look for with any Giannis team is, you know, get out in transition and, and try to hurt the other team that way. But it just did not happen tonight. And, Again, whether that was lack of energy, lack of focus, just the other team playing well and getting back on defense, probably a combination of those things. Well, I probably wouldn't have bet at the start of the season the Bucks would be 9-0, and though. And if you've uh, listened to the podcast and you listened to the over and unders at the start of the season, you would be well aware of that. Uh, but you would also know that I took the over on the win total, which was uh, 53. So I was banking on this team to win uh, 54 games this season. But uh, the over and under for win total is uh, one thing that you can read there. Uh, and also you can read at betonline.net as I click the right uh, Spencer, sponsor uh, read there. Uh, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get win totals. You can get individual games. You can get futures on the uh, NBA championship conference championships mvp awards defensive player of the year six man of the year i'm still keeping the campaign for bobby portis he had 11 points and 10 rebounds tonight so he's still rolling but go to betonline.net for all sports 
because you can find all the information, the stats, the news. It's all there at betonline.net. We're always, uh, we are, it's, we are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed, but they are, I should say. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, I'd say what else was weird tonight was the fact that the Bucks were actually playing on the road. Uh, what is, what is, so I guess, is it their third road game? Seems accurate. I believe so. Yeah, I don't like it. Seems seems unfair having to play away from your own fans. Not a, not, not I'm I'm pro not playing road games for the record. No, I don't think so. Yes, I, I think it would be best if they did. What else you got from this game? Fair dinkum. This was a pretty difficult one to watch, and there's not too many takeaways. Let's be honest about this. What do you got? Give us some give us some random general thoughts. We've already gone to New Zealand TV shows in segment two of this podcast. We're already at twenty four minutes, man. What normally you're trying to get me to shut up and move on and wrap up a podcast. Now you're trying to like, you know, egg me on and try to get, get more stuff from me. I don't know. It's a loss. It is what it is. I think you just put your head down, try to get a good night's rest, and uh go to Oklahoma City, take care of business on Wednesday and then go into San Antonio and do what you're supposed to do in in San Antonio as well. I feel like I feel like they've had some underwhelming performances in San Antonio over the years. So I don't know. I I've never gone to see the Spur the Spur or the uh, Bucks play in San Antonio, even though it's like only two hours from me. I just just like meh. I don't really feel like it. I don't think I'm going to do it this year too. Geez, big fan. Yeah, just eh, whatever. I still. By the way, you know you want to know? Can you guess what the last Bucks game is? I went to. Uh, yeah, game six of the NBA Finals, baby. <laughs> I mean, talk about you know a letdown. It doesn't matter what game I go to next; it's going to be a huge letdown compared to that. Uh, but yeah, I was home uh, last last year, and uh, we had tickets to the Rockets game, and then Giannis wasn't playing, and I don't know there was stuff going on at home, and I just skipped it. Um, and then we did we didn't have tickets to the. Uh, the Christmas Day game against Boston, so I I didn't go to that game either, and then I wasn't home at all. So, uh, so yeah, not a fan, just not a good fan over here. Not really interested in the Milwaukee Bucks a, a whole lot. Uh, so unless something changes, I'm gonna skip skip Friday as well. I'll just watch the game on TV. But um, but yeah, you know, Mama told me there'd be days like this. I think Marcus was Marcus. I think Marcus quoted that. He Marcus tonight. was on fire at the back end of this game. Let's be honest, yeah. he was he was hilarious. Uh, all right, well. It's clear what's going on here. Uh, the Bucks are playing very close to Frank Madden uh, towards the back end of this week. Uh, he's just bought a new house. Obviously, he, does, he doesn't want to buy tickets. So uh, let's, let's start. I got to write a. I got to write a big, big closing cost check next week. I can't be freelancing, paying for basketball games, right? Actually, my my daughter has asked me though. She recently did ask me that she wants to go. She asked me if she could go see. Giannis and the Bucks play, so um, I think her first, I think her first NBA game will hopefully happen. I got to look at the calendar over uh, over Christmas when we're going to be home in Wisconsin. But uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't know how excited she's going to be to sit through two and a half hours of basketball. But um, we'll probably have to, you know, bring buy her a lot of like, you know, garbage food to and cotton candy and stuff like that to kind of keep her engaged. But so it goes um i'm looking forward to it hopefully hopefully they win and she doesn't have to deal with a grumpy dad on the way back from a game but uh i i don't know i don't think we're gonna go next friday i don't think i'm gonna drag her all the way down to san antonio 
Hey, uh, we should let's wrap this up with some news. I'm sure no one's listening by this point, but that uh, but Drew Holiday did tweak his ankle in this one as well. So hopefully yeah. he's a, hopefully he's okay uh, moving forward for the next couple of games. He tried to play it out. He tried the old tighten the old shoelace trick up, which uh, uh, LeBron I think has uh, made fav- famous over the years. But he ended up going to the bench there. We'll see uh, how he pulls up for this game against the Thunder. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, the Bucks lose. Uh, Post game podcasts aren't as fun. Man, man, Mamu scored his first points of the season. Yeah, he did a dunk. Yeah, yep, yep. So shout out to Mamu. All hey, right, I, I've I've seen a couple of random comments about trying to get Mamu minutes, and I'm just like, eh. I like Mamu, but like, eh. What's the point? Is anybody looking at the Bucks rotation thinking this rotation needs more Mamu? I don't know. I feel like there's going to be another another I love lot of Wisconsin. Well, I feel like there's going to be a fair bit of Wisconsin herd in his uh, in his season again this year. But um, shout out to Mamo. Who knows? Maybe he'll get a chance at some point. Yeah, I'm not sure it's the key to unlocking the offense, but um, <laughs> I, like, I, I like him. He's great content. I think he's improved. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what he does this season wherever he plays. All right, let's wrap it up. We're going to do a podcast again tomorrow, so make sure you check us out. As I said, subscribe on audio, subscribe on YouTube, jump in the comments. Uh, tell me where your panic meter is uh, based on uh, the Bucks' first loss of the season. They're 9-1. and one. They're doing okay, people. There's no need to panic uh, just yet. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast as well for all the rest of your sporting news. At least they're not the Packers. All right, Frank. <laughs> Speak to you tomorrow. Good, good tagline. Good tagline.